Ahoy! I'm the Colin Bonus Hunter. Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And welcome to your story episode. <laughs> Don't tell me you already forgot. 64? Yeah, 64. 64. I just told you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for those of you just joining us on your story, I forget all the numbers, and this is a superhero podcast all about comic books, where we go over all things Marvel and DC. We usually start off our episodes by going over the news of the week, that being live action news, animated news, gaming news, and comic news from Marvel and DC. After that, we go over the comics of the week, we pick our pick of the week and our cover of the week, we recap, we review, we give our thoughts, our theories, all that jazz. Um, this week's comics are Flash Forward. Wally West miniseries, issue number one. Uh, Superman, issue 15. Batman, number 79. Uh, Justice League, number 32. Lex Luthor, You're the Villain, number one. Aquaman, number 52. And then on the Marvel side, we have J.J. Abrams, Abrams, sorry, and his son, (laughs) uh, Spider-Man, number one, Henry Abrams. And House of X, number five. That's a lot of comics. So we won't be able to... With yeah, these. we we won't I feel f- like we've honestly had three expensive weeks in a row. Like this is insane. Yeah. Usually it's like oh, an expensive week, then a cheap week, then an expensive week. But no, this has just been relentless. This month's yeah, been crazy. It's been tough. <laughs> uh, do you know if next week's going to be pretty big? Not that I know of, because you know if we just had Justice League, Batman, all that stuff this week. Although they made back to back weeks with Batman, so I'd never really know with DC. Yeah, Marvel's also kind of confusing at times. Spider-Man is very random on release dates. Yeah. So is Captain yeah. America. But, um, yeah, yeah. We, so we won't go fully in-depth with all these issues. The main ones that we'll likely be talking about is Flash Forward, House of X, possibly Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, Justice League. I don't see us going in-depth with Aquaman and Lex Luthor as much, but... We'll still talk about it. Probably because I didn't read either of them. But oh, I am reading probably the series. But um, I just didn't read this issue because school sucks. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, with that being said, um, let's get into the news. So we'll start off with live action news. We got a Titans leak of, spoiler alert, Nightwing. We got our first non-official look at Nightwing. Some person walking down the street. Uh, security came up to him and he was just like, hey... Uh, we're just filming a show here, you can't take pictures, and the guy's like, okay, walked by, saw his Titans, took out his phone and took two pictures, then posted <laughs> on Reddit and did a little Q&A of his experience. So, thank you for a person for taking pictures on Reddit. Um, it, we see the back of the suit, and then a very blurry picture of the front, so it's kind of hard to tell, but it looks pretty comic accurate, to say the least. No finger stripes, but looking good. What do you think? I was hoping it was going to be finger stripes, but yeah, it looks more along the lines of the Rebirth Nightwing suit, which I know your favorite, right? Uh, I, I like the finger stripes, but yeah, oh, okay. I, it's my... Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Rebirth suit, it's cool, uh, but I thought the V in the back looked like really sharp, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like almost too pointy, <laughs> but I mean, that's like nitpicking stuff. It's good, it's blue, it's got lines, I I like it. It's Nightwing. It's it nice looks to see a live action Nightwing. I don't know how it'll actually be because Titans is edgy. I actually still haven't even watched the first two episodes because school sucks. Okay, well the first but... two episodes aren't very edgy, actually. Okay, they're very lighthearted. Dick Grayson is acting like Dick Grayson, so it's great. Uh, for, for those who don't know, Nightwing is my second favorite character of all time. He was originally my favorite character, so I, I have a lot of love for Nightwing. So to see him in live action is definitely special, and I really hope they do it right, do it justice. He's probably my second favorite of all time too, so I'm really excited for this. It's like I, I can never tell what Hunter's favorite is because I feel like it's just it between Batman and lot. Superman constantly. <laughs> it's either Batman or Superman, but number two is always Nightwing. So yeah, right like, now, it'll be Batman when he's rereading Snyder's run, but then it'll be Superman when he's rereading Tomasi's run, and he's just like ah. Right now I'm in a Batman mood, so okay, I like Batman <laughs> <laughs> with all the patents and stuff going on. But yeah, um, I mean, not much else to say. It looks great. It looks like they put their budget in there, unlike Ravenger's wig. So, <laughs> they, uh... <laughs> I mean, the Robin suit definitely had a high budget, so I guess yeah, they, so love, then, they have love for Dick Grayson. Yeah, they get definitely gave Dick Grayson a high budget suit. And the Wonder Girl suit looks high budget, too, but we've already seen that. It's just like Hawk and Dove. Like, they're giving the superheroes that actually have suits good suits instead of just a hoodie, which... Beast Boy still has, unfortunately, but you know, hopefully when Titans was first announced, I actually wanted, I would have preferred a Nightwing series, just Nightwing, and then have people appear. You could have had so many characters, because Nightwing has such a big, like, array of characters around him. You know, you, you could have used the Chuck Dixon run as a template and have people like Barbara Gordon and Starfire and Superman and just various characters appear, and I feel like that would be better than Titans, because you could focus all on one character. 
I, and you can have Titans appear slowly, and maybe like he has a history with the Teen Titans. I don't know. I thought it could yeah, be cool. That'd be good. I mean, a hundred percent guarantee that. Not maybe not season two, but season three, Barbara Gordon will be in it. I mean, I these past so, two episodes, they these past two scenes or episodes, sorry, they've been name dropping characters like crazy. Like they just casually, oh yeah, Doctor Light, oh yeah, Roy Harper. Like they just mention these characters as no. like. No Wally West. Yeah, no Wally West yet, but we're only two episodes in for this season where they seem to be going more of a traditional comic type thing. You know, Titans is very popular. I wonder why DC isn't releasing a Titans comic right now, like a relaunch. (laughs) Birds of Prey got a teaser trailer. Considering Donna Troy is, you know, Batman who laughed and Nightwing is Rick and Wally is kind of in prison, kind of traveling the multiverse and Roy is uh, dead. Yeah. What Titans exactly? That's a good point. <laughs> well, once everything's settled, I hope we get a Titans book again with a yeah, different you know, writer. You know my perfect roster already. I would love to see it. I love to see that roster. I love to see the just the roster that we had before in Rebirth. Just bring him back. And you can bring Kyle along because, you know, he needs some love too. I'd be okay with that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, next live action news is going to the CW side. Um, we got a flash poster for season six. I mean, it's kind of cluttered. Uh, people make comparisons to the comic of like Flash two twenty something. I think two, maybe two fifteen somewhere around there. History of the Flash false. Anyway, um, <laughs> it, it, they made a comparison. I don't really see that comparison, but um, I'm surprised it's not just you know Barry. I, I would figure they would want to showcase the new suit in the poster, but. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I mean you the new suit actually looks ominously. I think the new suit looks fantastic. Like yeah, it's probably the most comic accurate suit. I mean, not that I had competition, but it's the most comic accurate suit we've gotten so far. And when you look at Flash. the comparison to the brown suit from season one, it's it's definitely a step up. Yeah, it makes me kind of want to watch this season. I think. Do you think you will? We'll get you I, I don't back know on. if I could. I don't know if I could bring myself to watch it again. <laughs> Maybe the first episode. But I am interested. I am interested in Crisis, so I'll at least watch the Crisis episode. Yeah, we'll get Eunice on the show or something. Yeah, like we did last time. But uh, yeah, next bit of news going to Crisis is Tom Willing from Smallville, who played Clark Kent. He'll be returning and as Clark Kent, and they'll be going over what happened between the past ten years that it's been since Smallville ended. Granted, I'm curious. Granted, Grant Gustin, I'm curious. Hilarious. Uh. <laughs> There was a comic series called Smallville Season 11. I was just thinking that, like, the comic now not canon? <laughs> yeah, there was, like, a series that happened, like, it was just a comic series being like, this is what happened after Smallville. I wonder if that will be canon or not. Probably not, because, like, Jay Garrick is in it. Although, I don't know, maybe it will be. I, maybe, I doubt yeah. it, though. I mean, it's multiverse, so they could just say it was a different Jay. We'll True. see. Um, and last bit of live action news is we got a Birds of Prey poster. Uh, it's Harley Quinn, very zoomed in, with a bunch of characters flying around, and I do not like it. <laughs> I, I hate it. I mean, I, if it you went to hurts. a Harley movie, and I said this from the beginning, why is it not Gotham City Sirens? And it's funny, because David Ayer, director of Suicide Squad, originally planned for Gotham City Sirens. I remember at, I think it was 2017 Comic-Con, he was talking all about how, oh, we're going to get a new Harley look, and I'll start revealing stuff, and it's going to be great. It's going to oh, be much yeah. better than Suicide Squad, and then he got the canned. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. And then they hired somebody, Gavin O'Connor, I think, for Suicide Squad 2. And he was planning a story. And then apparently it ended up identical to Birds of Prey. So then they ended up scrapping that. And he wanted to use Black Mask and all that. He gets the can. And now we got Birds of Prey, which is not really Birds of Prey. And I, it, it's already influencing the comics because they, you know, they already announced the series. So Ugh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. The post See, looks terrible, too. I mean, not one character looks like their comic self. I mean... Black Mask looks more like John Travolta's character from Saturday Night Fever than he does Black Mask. He doesn't yeah. have a deformed face like he's supposed to. Ugh. Like, even the teaser that came out about two weeks ago? A week, three weeks, maybe? Uh, it's just showing all these shots. And even Ewan McGregor's Black Mask I like, but I was like, I sleep, I sleep, I sleep. And then it says, <laughs> like, it says the word Gotham City. I'm like, I'm up. <laughs> I just want a live action Gotham, so that's the only thing that I'm excited for here. And Black Mask, in a way, I hope he gets the actual mask. Knowing Hollywood, he won't wear it often. But yeah. the thing I'm, that I'm hurts, I'm so annoyed. Like this isn't Birds of Prey. I love Birds of Prey. I mean, Chuck Dixon's run is one of my favorite. You know, runs not of all time, but like of the '90s, I think is one of the best '90s runs. And then I even love Gail Simone's run. So it's just like ugh, so frustrating. Yeah, the thing that hurts me the most is Cassandra Kane's look. Sandra Kane, the living weapon, the 
very depressed girl who was forced to kill at a young age. Uh, her father died because of her. She hated her father in the first place. Lady, she Lady Shiva, her mother, forces her to murder and she before she can even talk. She doesn't even know how to talk. Bruce finds her. Or technically, if we're going to New 52, Jason Todd finds her. Uh, they slowly teach her to how to speak, how to be human, how to not kill, how to be happy, and she's slowly getting there. And this movie, uh, the poster has her drinking a Slurpee and wearing short shorts, and it just feels like a typical sugar rush teenager. And it Didn't something really leak sad. that like she doesn't even know how to fight or something like that? Yeah, I don't I know. I read that somewhere, which is just like, oh god, this this movie's gonna be terrible. I honestly, it's gonna be terrible. Everything looks terrible from it. I can't name. One thing I like that I've seen from it, honestly. The the Ewan casting was gonna be it, but then he doesn't look like he's wearing the mask and he doesn't he's just gonna he be a white suit. named black mask. At least. He has a white like, suit. what's the point of being named black mask if you don't have a black mask? <sighs> I hate it. I hate it, I hate to, it, I hate it. I'm trying to think of something that I like. I think Ewan McGregor's black mask could be good. Margaret Robbie is Harley Quinn. I still think that's a good casting. <laughs> Can she I just want her to keep one accent. <laughs> Her accent changed at least three times throughout Suicide Squad, and then in the in the trailer where it's like, I'm so sick of clowns. Like, it changed again. Pick one. Stick with it. That's true, yeah. <sighs> God. We're still seeing it day one, though? <laughs> yeah, of course. And we're still reviewing it day one of the, on the podcast. But yeah, we'll still It's going to be terrible. I'm going to waste $13. <laughs> uh, get ready. We're probably going to get a full trailer pretty quick. Usually with uh, DC EU movies, and even MCU movies, they release a poster, and then a week or so passes, and they release a trailer. Maybe, I guarantee we'll have a trailer by Joker. By the Joker movie. Because it'll play before Joker. Yeah, they'll probably want to release those together. But yeah. Yeah, that's live action. Uh, <laughs> well, there's also the rumor that Tony is going to be appearing in Black Widow. Oh, it's right. It's rumored, but people are saying it's true. But they're saying it's just a, like it's not actually like they're not bringing in Robert Downey Jr. to film something. It's just a deleted scene from Civil War. So how do you feel about that? Do you think they shouldn't use him because, you know, he's dead? If it's just like a deleted scene, I think it's fine. Uh, at first, like, people are just like, oh, we're gonna get more Iron Man. No, I guarantee it's gonna be something like Tony Stark talking on TV in the background or something. I, I think somebody's already seen it, like, throughout the screenings, and they said it's Tony just saying, like, run to Widow, like, after Civil War. So I think that's it. Oh. Yeah, 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 I'm fine with that. If it's just something small, then it doesn't really matter. I feel like Robert I don't, Andrew, I don't just... love it, but as long as they're not bringing him in for, like, you know... A few different scenes where it's like we need him to market this movie like yeah like i'm mixed on it tony's done even if they want to bring cat back in a future movie as long as he's like old man and he like acts like he did in the end of end game where he doesn't want to fight or anything i think that's fine if they use him but yeah he's dead he shouldn't be in these movies but you know robert and jr needs to get paid so <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't mind too much i, I feel like I feel like a lot of people are annoyed, but by the time they're sitting in the theater watching it, when they see Tony, they'll smile. Like, they'll be like, hey, it's Tony Stark. They won't be like, oh, he's dead, even though it takes place in the past. So, it's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. Speaking of Iron Man, a uh, little gaming news. The Avengers <laughs> game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had some uh, Iron Man gameplay this week. So, for those who don't know, the Avengers Instagram and Twitter page have been releasing snippets of gameplay for characters every week. We had the Hulk. We had Captain America. This week was Iron Man. Um, what do you think? It doesn't look too bad. It's okay. Yeah, like, you know, it's fine. It looks a little slow, to be honest. But, you know, it's fine. Also, the I mean, end of the each... Only, th- the only comparison we have is the Iron Man game from 2008, so it's obviously a step up from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, at the end of each week, we had uh, a suit reveal. So we had, like, uh, the Hulk wearing an actual suit and being gray. We had Captain America's Secret Empire suit. Uh, for Iron Man, we got a suit from a two- 2014 comic called Original Sin. It's kind of bluish and gold. Looks cool. I mean, I remember when this comic came out, I didn't even read it. I remember seeing it on the shelves. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like I remember this. Yeah, because it was quite recent. I remember seeing it on the shelves, but I didn't read it. But, you know, this suit's pretty cool. I like how we're getting comic suits. I like how they're just not like, oh, here's his suit that he wore in Avengers and here's the suit he yeah. wore in Infinity War. Which I would like in an Avengers suit, but I prefer his more unique ones. I'd love to get a, a Thorbuster in here. How it's kind of like a very square type, because it kind of looks yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like the silver one? I don't remember what the name of it is. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, maybe Knock oh. 100 or something like that. That one's cool, too. Yeah, so it's cool that we're getting suits like this. Yeah. Um, that's it for gaming news, but now comic news, uh, Scott Snyder, writer of Justice League, says something massive is happening, uh, on Batman Day, which is 
I guess it must have happened right now because it's tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, it's probably happened. Oh, yeah. So if you're listening to this, (laughs) there's a chance that it's already happened. Uh, We'll probably talk about it next episode. But um, any theories? I mean, if Tom King said it, I'd say it's a new writer. But if Snyder's saying it, I don't think it would be a new writer. So I have no idea. I still think it is a new writer, to be honest. But why would Snyder announce that? Because Snyder he, loves to spoil things. Because <laughs> uh, he's he likes Batman. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's gonna be like we tricked you. It's not the end of me and Greg Capullo on Batman. Batman oh. laughs too. Has he done Dark that like thirty too. times? Oh god. <laughs> he's always Dark says Knight like one last time, too. Greg and I. One last time, this metal. One last time for <laughs> last night on Earth. It's like when rock bands go on a farewell tour and then they do like eight of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect. I feel like it's going to be a new writer, if anything, because Scott Snyder said it. It's not like I, Matt I Reeves said it. Scott announced it. Like, shouldn't Tom King have announced it? Or Dan Didio or Jim Lee? Yeah, that would make more sense, I guess. Maybe he wasn't supposed to announce it. <laughs> well, I know he does spoil things in, like, interviews, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he just wasn't supposed to. Do you have any theories of what could actually happen on Batman Day, just in general, if we could get any news? Um... I just feel like it's going to be like some new black label book or some new book being announced, a new title maybe. I guess see... I don't know what what else they could do. I've, they have every utter of the bat cow being used in full effect. They got the outsiders, they got all the robins have books. Yeah. I don't feel like it'll be a comic. I feel like we might get our first look of Kevin Conroy in CW as playing by Bruce Wayne. For but why Crisis. would Snyder announce that? Like well, if it's Snyder announced that I think it's got to be comic. I feel like we're going to get more than just this comic news. Okay. So I mean, I'm, I'm definitely curious. Yeah, we'll see. Um, do We got some December solicitations for some upcoming comics. Just kind of like little teasers here and there for upcoming comics. I mean, nothing too big kind of popped out except for a few things in DC side. Uh, Doomsday Clock issue 12, the last issue, is set to come out on December 18th. But we all know it actually means December 18th, 2020. So, <laughs> oh god, don't even it might, joke. might be delayed, but uh, that's the release date so far. We'll see if it sticks. I hope it does. Please. Yeah, um, I mean, Gary said November, but I guess he meant December. But if Gary's <laughs> working on it and there's no rewrites, then I think we should be good. We should. The fact that this is the last issue has me feeling hope. It'll officially be two years and one month. Crazy. Jeez, for 12 issues. But that being said, stories like All-Star Superman were delayed. Like, All-Star Superman took three years for 12 issues. So uh, All-Star Batman Robin w- was delayed for the wrong reasons. But that one went on for like four or five years. So, And that only got 10 issues. Yeah, Secret Wars case, but... 2016, I believe the year was. Uh, Secret uh, Wars was delayed for like four years. But their problem was all the other comics caught up. So it spoiled yeah. the ending before the last issue came out. Mm-hmm. So luckily... DC went like, okay, everyone just write your own thing. We'll let you know what to do after 12 is out. <laughs> Which uh, Tom King has posted about, said he's working on some button news. I was but- just about to say, like, oh, wait, we forgot to say that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's coming. What, what do you think that is? I feel like it's just, it's weird because he's working on Batcat. He's already written all of Batman. So he's done with Batman. He's writing yeah. Batcat right now. I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea either. Like, I'm I'm so curious, but I have no idea what it could be. Unless they're catching up, but he's not even on Batman, so I, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. For those who don't know... Though, I'm very curious. I the, love the button. Yeah, the button was a story that Tom King did in 2016 where about the Watchmen button appearing in the Batcave, and Flash mm-hmm. and Batman kind of tried to figure out what it was. It was like a prelude to Doomsday Clock, which is the Watchmen sequel, and Tom King posted recently on his Instagram a picture of the button being like, I'm working on some button stuff right now. And so everyone's like, what? what, what, what? Does that yeah. mean you're like, I don't even know. <laughs> My first thought, like I saw this, I was just like, okay, he's just working on the trade. And then I'm like, wait, this came out like three years ago. <laughs> the yeah, it already has, has a tra- trade, a soft cover, a hard cover, a deluxe edition. It's got everything. So I don't know. I'm curious. We'll keep you guys updated on here. Last bit of news that popped up to me on the DC solicitations was Superman number 18 will introduce the biggest change to the Man of Steel's life ever. And it's uh, starting a story arc called Identity, and the cover shows Superman holding glasses. Uh oh. A lot, a lot of people have jumped to conclusions on this, and Ben is. Including like, me. You know, yeah, I, I, didn't Bendis reply to you? Mm-hmm. So. I said, uh, I commented on this, I'm just like, Bendis. 
please don't reveal Superman's identity to the world. And then he just commented, replying, being like, it's Clark Kent. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you sick <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Owned. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't... I, I think... I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think... It wouldn't be like it's too obvious to be like, oh, yeah, we're gonna reveal his identity. Like, there's got to be something behind it. So I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, Ivan Reason art is always great, and the cover looks cool. Also, but, like, um, I mean, I don't really necessarily want him to a public identity, but would it be so bad? I mean, John is in the 30th century, so you don't have to worry about him. Lois is already in danger as it is, so she's always in danger. <laughs> is that really a fact? His parents are already dead. Like, I don't. Is there it's anything just... that really stops him from having? You know, I mean. I still want him to have Clark Kent because it's his, you know, it's his secret identity. It's it's what he could be when he's not Superman, but would be the worst thing. Like, I don't think it's it's that big of a game changer. Well, John's in the 30th century, but he's going to come back. So. I mean, eventually, but, like, he's safe and he's a hero anyway. Like, he has superpowers. Yeah, that's true. I don't like it. I don't know. I don't like it either, but I don't see that bad like it could happen yeah fair enough and that's it for the news of the week uh we'll go over well, the we comics. have animated animated movie news it's just oh, right, right, right. superman red sun so this is the first time i think we've ever had all five of the news categories yeah live action is. gaming comic and animated anyway um superman red sun is being an animated movie i actually forgot about that and uh the first picture was released and uh yeah and it looks cool you know i'm not that big on the story i think it's kind of overrated everyone loves it not that huge of a fan but i think it's good it's a good story but, yeah. but so <laughs> official was released congrats yeah that, now it. on the comics <laughs> we got our comics right here first we'll go uh, over our cover of the week which we think I was is just about the best ask, cover you want to go first or am i going first you can go first what's the best cover describe it for viewers who do not have the eyes Oh, okay. Um, I I'm tempted to pick Flash Forward because I do love Doc Shaner art, but I think I might go the JJ Spider Man. Really? I, I didn't get the main cover. I didn't get the main cover. I got the main, oh okay, What's which the is variant? cool because it's, it's like Spidey's eye and it's got like a big cutout in the middle and there's a spider. So like when you open it, there's just like a whole. Oh right, you sent me a picture of that. Yeah. I, yeah, I I think it looks kind of cool. Um, when I saw it on the shelf, I was like, ooh, I was like, that's not the main cover, but I kind of want it, so I got it. It's by Chip Kid. So. Yeah, the cover I got sucks. <laughs> yeah, like I saw that. It's just right, Peter and Mary Jane. I was like, eh, I've seen that a hundred times. So I was like, let me get this one. A little different. Yeah, exactly. Um, pick of the week. And my, oh wait, my pick of the week is ah uh, so tough. I think I'm gonna pick Flash Forward one because Wally yeah, West's solo series. Why would I not pick it? Well, what were you debating picking instead? Um, I enjoyed bits of Justice League. I've been, I enjoyed a lot of Superman actually. So. It was between those three. Okay. My cover of the week is You're the Villain, Lex Luthor. It's beautiful. It's Francis Minopel. It has Lex in his Martian-type form standing over a bunch of bodies. And I'm just like, oh, he's standing over a bunch of bodies. But upon closer inspection, in, 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 I can't speak. Um, you know what I mean. Uh, the bodies are <laughs> all get another one-star rating if you keep stuttering. No, no. <laughs> the bodies underneath him are all him. But they're from his past suits. So you see his most recent, like, his Superman suit that he wore at the start of Rebirth. You see his basic, his regular green mech suit. You see him in a bigger mech suit. You see him in a suit with a pin that says, Vote Lex 2000, when he ran for president in the year 2000. So it's cool. It's like him and all his past selves. But he's just standing above in his glorious and not that well designed Martian form. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Martian form. I don't like the little circles on his belly. (laughs) But... My pick of the week is actually House of X number five. Okay, uh, yeah, that, that was in the mix too because I really like that. I like ju- just finished that before we started recording, so very fresh in my it's mind. It's really good. <laughs> I mean, Hickman's good. I just got uh, for my birthday. I'm going to be getting Fantastic Four complete collection by Jonathan Hickman, book one. So I'm excited to dig into that because I've heard nothing but great things about his Fantastic Four run. So yeah, um, which comment do you want to uh, review first? Uh, let's start with Flash Forward, and then we'll make our way. Maybe we'll do House next. We'll mix the Marvel and DC, because that's what we do. <laughs> that's actually not what we do, but yeah. That's <laughs> not what we do, but you know what? I make the rules. That's half of my podcast. So. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Flash Forward number one. So uh, I actually got to read this a little bit early. <laughs> I didn't reveal Ooh, it on the You're revealing to the world now. I'm revealing to the world, to our however many listeners. Um, I got to read this early, which was awesome. I mean, it was only a day early, but it's still awesome. <laughs> um, so I... 
really enjoyed the story. I got to How'd read it again. you read it early, JD? Uh, a good friend of mine named Scott Lobdell sent me the issue <laughs> via the mail. So good guy, and uh, I appreciate what he did because he didn't have to, but he thought of me, and yeah, I like that. So uh, I read it a day early. I liked it, and then I still bought it the next day because you got to support your you comics gotta, if you want them to become an ongoing. You got to support Wally West. <laughs> you got to support Wally, so... Uh, it starts with the guy from Sideways, who Tempest I'm not familiar with. Not. Read Sideways. You read Sideways, right? I did read Sideways. It's good, right? I want to read it. It's really good. I'm okay. sad it got canceled. So he plays a pretty big role in Sideways, correct? Uh, fairly. I mean, you said he's in the first two issues, and then he kind of goes away for a bit, and then comes back in the later half. But uh, yeah, he's basically... I know the god of the universe is Perpetua, and then you know, she has the monitor, anti-monitor, war forger. He's like the distant cousin or something <laughs> like okay. his okay so like the world forger created the world the monitor monitors the anti-monitor creates like death and blah 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 um what tempest does is he basically watches them not like the monitor he just gets rid of threats he's like the guardian of the universe so he's important but he's not important enough to be mentioned in the justice doom war <laughs> yeah basically he he gets rid of major threats that could destroy like if there's a war going on he ignores that because, you know, okay. that wars are going to happen. But if there's something that's going to, like, blow up a universe in a non-natural way, in, like, a glitch in the multiverse, he will go and try to stop that. So, like, Krypton explosion, that was natural. He didn't have to deal with that. But if, like, something was going on because of something bad that didn't make sense, like Dark Knight's Metal, he would be involved there. So, sideways, he goes over that he was slightly involved with stopping Metal. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's a little confusing, but you can kind of get used to it. Thanks for the refresher. So, You're welcome. Uh, he is watching over, and he's watching worlds die, and uh, something's damaged, and he needs a savior. So who will he pick as a savior? But, well, we'll reveal that at the end. But he's looking. The multiverse needs <laughs> yeah, a hero. I wonder. Because the multiverse needs a hero. Who could it be about? Roy Harper? So, uh, <laughs> speaking of Roy Harper, we get a flashback to Heroes in Crisis. Uh, so... It's Wally and Roy inside the house, and they're looking in the kitchen. And I actually kind of like the scene because uh, inside the fridge, Wally has like eight fish, uh, pizza fishes. <laughs> and, you know, Wally needs to eat a lot because he's a speedster. We got in a discussion in our group chat today about how many calories he needs and how it's a ridiculous amount. But anyway, uh, I'm not all for the calculations. I just think it's cool to show that. And I wish they showed more of that in comics that he's, you know, always eating. All speedsters have to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Roy actually seems kind of happy. I mean, he is happy to be getting better i guess and he talks about what doesn't kill us makes us stronger ironic because he dies a little on the head but you know i like it's it. cool <laughs> it was put he says what doesn't kill us and then kind of ends the flashback yeah, kind of fading away. we know the end and, of that, the quote. and then we get one of my favorite panels in the entire issue wally west laying on a prison bed with flashes of heroes and christ around him he's upside down he's looking jacked and there's speech boxes all around <laughs> yes. my name is wally west i'm the loneliest man alive that hit deep Woo! I, I love that. Um, I think that's just awesome. <laughs> if it's what's been going on for the past almost 10 years for Wally. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he's wearing a collar because it's not like a punishment for him, but he wants other people to be safe because he doesn't trust himself after the lightning exploded out of him, which is, you know, he, he definitely feels guilty. One of the biggest themes of this entire issue is guilt. And I, I liked how they talk about how uh, his mind races at 100 miles an hour and sleep isn't a possibility. Because something I've always talked about, it. if I wrote Wally West, I'd love to talk about how his nightmares, like he could have thousands of nightmares in one night. So I, I think it's cool to include that. Yeah. But he's living the nightmare of his life right now. He didn't rob a bank. He didn't hurl the planet into the sun. He killed well, heroes. Hurling a planet into the sun is pretty messed up. <laughs> So we kill more stuff. heroes than what he did. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So so uh, he's in Blackgate Supermax prison because Iron Heights got destroyed in the trickster arc of the Flash. And uh, because oh, Iron Heights got... Oh, that's why he's there. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> they put like a little asterisk. I mean... I, I didn't even notice that. I wouldn't even say Iron Heights was like fully destroyed. It was like thrown off, but I feel like it wasn't destroyed. Where is Blackgate again? I can't even remember. It's just in the ocean. Right? No, it's not in the ocean. Uh, it looks like there's a city behind it. In the yeah, distance. I thought I, it was I, in the I ocean. Remember currently? That's like where the Suicide Squad people are. Yeah. So for a second, I got nervous. Like, oh god, well, it's gonna be in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, since Iron Heights 
exploded. Uh, a lot of the Flash rogues are in here, which means it's people that Wally has put away over the years, including we. This is what, uh, one of my favorite things about the issue. We get people that Wally, like Wally's rogues from his Flash run, which I love the idea of it's because berries. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Double Down is the first one to attack him and tries to attack him with a knife, but Wally contemplates, you know. Almost death in a way. <laughs> he says that like it would be easy to just sit there for both of them, but he gets take uh, before he can be stabbed. Uh, Murmur actually takes him out, which is another one that I love. Murmur is a Wally rogue. He's for those who don't know, he's like a serial killer who sewed his mouth closed because uh, once when on the confession stand he accidentally ratted himself out when Barry Allen was prosecuting his case. So he hates the Flash because of that, and he sewed his mouth closed so he'd never tell on himself again. Really interesting story. <laughs> he's creepy. Yeah, he's very creepy. Yeah, uh, but he saved Wally. That's weird, but Wally thinks that he just did it, so Murmur will make him suffer for as long as he has to. Yeah. And and so Murmur can watch it, so creepy. Then Wally gets a visitor, and Wally's like, visitor? I told the Titans in the Justice League, don't visit me, even though there are no Titans left. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's none other than Linda Park, which we already knew because of our Scott Lobdell interview. Check it out if you haven't seen it. And uh, <laughs> But this is still amazing. I mean, I would have liked to be surprised, like, holy crap, it's Linda, but... This is awesome. Uh, Linda's one of my favorite love interests in all of comics. I think her and Wally are top three couple. And uh, yeah, I like their interaction here. I mean, this is set after Flash and Speed Buggy, so they're not together, but they're at least friendly again. And yeah. uh, I like that they actually made her a reporter, not like how they made her like a social media personality in Titans, because I hated that. She's like a, an actual reporter now, and she's thinking about Wally's case and how he wants to drop his legal counsel. And Wally's just feeling guilty. And he says it multiple times, I'm guilty. And she says that you tried to make amends because you tried to release the confessionals. And she's like, you tried as he walked away. So while he's guilty, not good. It's one sad boy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Moby's chair appears. Dark side war. <laughs> <laughs> Last scene um, in Justice League issue 50, the finale for Dark Side War. Yes, and if you don't know, Dark Side War is Hunter's least favorite story, and he hates it so much. Just kidding, he loves it. I hate it. No, I love it. We all, we all love Dark Side War, but yeah, it, it was cool to see the Mobius chair. That was very unexpected to me. It's For those who don't know, the Mobius chair is a chair that when you sit on it, you know literally everything. So it yeah. set up three Jokers, which still we don't have a release date for, but uh, <laughs> Batman sat on it, and he's just like, who killed my parents? And the chair's like, Joe, yeah. chill. He's like, oh yeah, I knew that. Uh, what's the Joker's real name? And, just, and their chair replied, there's two of them. Or, sorry, three. oh, I messed up my dramatic line. Moby sure replied, there's three of them. Yeah. So he's like, which one? Which one of the three? And Batman's like, nanny? So that's... Then <laughs> Batman ignored it for about four years. So. <laughs> yeah. He got depressed with Catwoman in the meantime. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Thanagarian tries to sit on the Mobius chair, but is killed in the process because... People are too smitten of themselves that they could do it, and uh, yeah, it, you it have happened. to have a very powerful mind. No one owns the chair; the chair owns you. Yeah. So Wally, getting more memories of uh, of Heroes in Crisis, kind of takes. I, I I feel like it's kind of taking a shot at Heroes in Crisis here. It definitely is. <laughs> so I kind of like that he's able to low key, not as low key, but low key, able to, you know, take a shot at Heroes in Crisis because Heroes in Crisis sucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he gets interrupted from thinking about it by being attacked by Gerger, another Wally rogue from his run, from Jeff's run. So I love that, and uh, also Tarpit, who also appeared in those issues, attack him. So Tarpit and Gerger are attacking him, and they don't have their collar on, but Wally does have his collar on, and uh, kind of a problem because you know without his with the collar on he can't speed. But Tarpit slams him into the ground, and when he slams him into the ground, that breaks off the collar. So Wally's able to run around and beat both of them, and uh, he gets kind of interrupted when. Uh, he's talking about giving up by Tempest and uh, Tempest says that he needs him to be the champion of this world and he needs to save the multiverse and Wally's like yeah uh, I'm kind of over the whole hero thing you know I just went through something traumatic I'm, I'm not doing it and uh, Tempest is like yeah I'm not asking you're gonna <laughs> save the multiverse so he breaks him into the flash outfit great page where the flash outfit is first revealed the logo looks, looks a little black which I kind of like a little dark yeah but I think it's because of the energy flowing through him could be, yeah. Because, I don't know, even on the last page, it's kind of dark, too. But uh, it kind of looks like galaxy-ish. I like it. But, but he get, he gets he runs right through the multiverse, and he runs right to President Superman, who is bloody and almost looks like he's yeah, dying. Yeah, he's so. Superman from Earth 2? No, that, you're thinking of Valzad. This is Earth, I think, 33. Okay. 
Yeah. It's like where every hero in DC is black. And this one is based on he's a combination of Barack Obama and somebody else. I forget who though. Yeah. But yeah. I love so, this Superman. Uh, this is one of my favorite multiverse Superman. Yeah, so Wally Wally's gotta save President Superman and uh yeah, no, that's cool. Uh Wally's traveling the multiverse. Uh something that's interesting, uh Tempest refers to him as the fastest in the multiverse. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, Orion heard that. <laughs> Kingdom Come Flash, who is literally the Speed Force and was everywhere at once, heard that. <laughs> yeah, that's um, interesting. Big feat to give him, but I'll take it. <laughs> Post that on your Instagram and get a lot of hate. Yeah, I was about to say I could start a comment war if I wanted to. Yeah, you could. I like this issue a lot. I do have one problem though. Yeah, I'm curious. You you teased this problem to me over DM yesterday. What is your problem? I don't like that Wally is in Blackgate and without protection or anything. I don't like how he's in this regular prison. I expected him to be in, like, maybe a Hall of Justice cell where he's safe and not being assaulted. I feel like Barry would care about him, or Bruce, or Clark, not just throw him in a prison with a bunch of thugs. Yeah, I'm actually kind of disappointed, not even in this issue, but, like, in general, that we haven't seen Barry react to him. Like, Barry stands over him in Heroes in Crisis, I think, 8 or 9, and it's just like, uh, you're not going to say anything? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Barry would care enough to maybe, you know, even like even Barry is mad for Iris's sake, put him yeah. in a Hall of Justice cell or something. Make a cell like like CW Flash, <laughs> where you're at least safe. You're not walking around like getting literally assaulted in this issue. So yeah, but this was a chance to show Wally Rogues, and I mean, admittedly, he killed multiple people, so. The Justice League technically couldn't like the Justice League isn't the federal government. They can't hold somebody who is, you know, committed this big of a crime. He committed multiple homicides, so yeah, it'd be weird for the Justice League to take him into custody. Like he's got to go into regular custody too. So yeah, the Justice League held him, and then now while he's waiting a trial, he's got to be in Blackgate. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, yeah. Besides that, I love the issue. Uh, what do you rate it? I give it like a. It's a good start. Give it like an eight point five, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm at nine, but I, I really like this issue. Uh, I think Booth did great on the art. Uh, we definitely saw like a damaged Wally here, kind of like with the five o'clock shadow. Yeah, and, uh, I noticed that. Yeah, he's very depressed. So, and I actually thought the writing was pretty good. Like for certain lines, I, I thought really hit deep. So, it, it, like I said, when Heroes in Crisis nine came out, Wally's in a corner, and it's gonna take really good writing to get him out of this corner. Will this series do it? I don't know, but I hope it does. Yeah. So, all right, uh, let's go to Powers. Uh, sorry, House of X number five. And since you loved it so much, why don't you recap it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> still salty, I see. Um, Always salty. Always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when we left off, a couple of X-Men actually died. Those including Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Cyclops, Jean Grey, a few others. They went on a mission. They all ended up dying. Most of them from due to an explosion. Wolverine was thrown into a sun, pretty much. So was Nightcrawler. So, they're pretty brutal deaths. Cyclops was shot in the face, and uh, Professor X seems sad, but he's moving on. Uh, they have this plan. So, they have these X-Men come in, or not, not necessarily X-Men, but mutants come in, and they all have different powers, and they're only going to use them together. So, Fabio Medine has the power to create these golden floating balls. And they're just like, oh, that's a strange power, but then they did more research to what these balls are, and they're actually eggs. So he creates these eggs, but enough for a human to fit in. Uh, they then get the power of Proteus uh, to kind of wrap reality around the eggs, make them viable. Uh, they inject them with some DNA of the mutants that died. Uh, Elixir has the, is the life giver. He would kickstart the process of the cellular replication. After that, uh, they would have Eva Bell uh, kind of create life in there and they all stand around hold hands and do this whole avatar like chant (laughs) and from there the eggs hatch and inside these people come out and they're they are the x-men that just died professor x is able to restore their memories and it's a very weird but interesting page of these people like climbing over these eggs all slimy professor x standing over them and says to me my x-men and kind of like touches cyclops uh Chin puts his visor on, and then he immediately goes, did it work? And so the X-Men are back. They're able to be reborn. 
It's interesting. I mean, I have a lot of questions. Before I move on, let's talk about this for a second. This restores their powers, because you see Archangel, who passed away. He's back, and he has his wings. Um, Nightcrawler has his tail, blah, blah, blah. Mystique is blue. So, and Cyclops obviously did the whole laser eyes. They have their memories. They are who (laughs) they are. They're human. What about Wolverine? He has an adamantium skeleton. Did that restore his skeleton? Or... I mean, there was no indicator that they didn't. I mean, I don't think he put on the claws in this issue, but... No, he didn't, but I'm just... different now. But how, like the these paw these eggs create humans again. It's kind of interesting. Do these eggs create the adamantium metal? I mean, the eggs create mutants. So I, I feel like they could adapt to whatever the mutants' power is through I guess Charles's so. like memory of them in Cerebro, and then the eggs' power. Yeah, because there's those things. Like, that's why King Gray is able to come back with power. Cyclops is able to come back with power. Like they all have. You know, the Archangel has Ar- Archangel has the wings, and Nightcrawler has you know his whole look. So I suppose that it regenerates your powers too. Yeah, because like Cyclops, uh, he, they put on the visor so he can control his powers. But Cyclops actually could control his powers up until he was a kid and got in an accident, which he, where he hit his head, and then his vision gets all wonky where he can't control his laser eyes. So the visor yeah. helps him control it. So I guess. When they come back, I have a feeling they're healed, but when Professor X touched Scott's forehead, he had the memories that accident back, which may have triggered his eyes. Yeah. So there, it, it makes sense. I just have questions. Not like nitpicks. These are just like common questions. And something that yeah. I... X-Men number one, we see the cover. We see Wolverine with his claws out. Because I was like, oh, I wonder if he has bone claws. But no, he has the metal claws. So he does have the metal skeleton. But maybe the cover is just misleading. I would think this would be such a cool opportunity because, you know, he, the mutant, he creates these golden eggs, right? What if mm-hmm. his claws were golden? That would be uh, interesting, actually. That would be so cool. If he had golden claws after that. Yeah, that would be a great look. A golden skeleton. I, I just feel like that's just like a missed opportunity. They don't do that. But yeah, the uh, whole issue in general goes over um, how they're alive Storm stands in front of all the mutants and Krakoa and kind of shows proof. These mutants, they die, but here they are. He, she gets them to talk in front of everyone to be like, they are our brothers, they are our sisters, they are completely as if they never died. They remember everything. They are not changed. So yeah. um, then Charles and Eric, they have this conversation watching, and uh, Eric seems a little creeped out. <laughs> he is, because... He's a big mutant advocate. I mean, he believes that, you know, mutants are the superior race. But is this a right way to make mutants? I mean, you're not making them, but you're rebirthing them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's in. Well, I even but, say but the I opposite. Think, but I think, I think Eric also realizes the power in it. Because, like he says, like they should have, like the UN should have killed us when they had the chance. But now we're more powerful than ever. I mean, if we could rebirth every time we die, like, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. After that, the mutants that just came back to life, they walk into the crowd of mutants, they all put their hands on t- upon the mutants, which is Coffee and Batman v Superman, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm kidding. Uh, meanwhile, Charles goes to a party with Beast and some other mutants. I'm uh, just going to skip over to near the end. So, for those who don't know, they are living on Krakoa, which is kind of like a distant plane where only mutants can be, no humans allowed, all mutants are there, and it's peaceful. Uh, and the island is a mutant itself, correct? Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like Oa. Which, which kind of reminds me of Green Lantern. Yeah, Oa. <laughs> which I think is really cool. Where the planet is alive. Um, yeah. Portal, uh, they're expecting visitors. About 20 visitors are coming into the portals. And they are mutants. So they're just like, oh, get ready. We're going to get more guests. And they're all villains. They walk in. They're mutant villains, but they're villains. Including Apocalypse. Yeah. The first mutant. Um, he, he comes in and we get this great page of like birds flying towards him and it kind of scares Magneto. Uh, yeah. they had this really deep dialogue where Apocalypse was just like, I am mutant. These are mutants. What have I always fought for? I fought for the superior race of mutants. I fought because mutants are better than all. And he kind of convinces everyone that, Hey, this is what I wanted. I'm not going to fight you because you've accomplished what I wanted and you want it too. I will stay here. I'll be in peace. And Professor X says, very well. Then let it be known, with the word spread, 
Krakoa is for all mutants. Welcome home. And he shakes Apocalypse's hand. That's how it yeah. ends. And, oh, it's so good! <laughs> yeah, and then you get the quote from Magneto at the end. If you are us, then be with us. Come home. So, oh, this is a heavy issue. And I love the idea of all the mutants working together. It almost feels like a what if. Like, the mutants went, like, all mutant superior. And they have their own island. This is what it feels like. But it's canon. See, yeah, I know. It's canon, which is even crazier. I mean, Hickman said he was really going to be changing X-Men history. And, oh, man, it's heavy. This is in, this is my favorite issue by far. This is one of the best issues I've read this month in yeah, comics in general. I, yeah, I really liked it, especially just looking back at it again. I mean, I know I just read it, but reading it back to back like that and hearing it explained is definitely interesting. Yeah, like, I have, I want Wolverine's claws to be gold. Besides that, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm right there. Nine point five, ten. I mean, uh, it's good, and uh, we're only we're down to three issues left before they break into the regular X Men series. So crazy, which we will be reading. So yeah, I, I think keeping these books weekly is smart because it really keeps you invested in the story. Oh yeah, I'm very invested. So uh, yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, uh, speed run through Batman, Superman, yeah. JL, all yeah, that. Yeah, so, so in Batman, we finally get the explanation. Do they meet on the street? Do they meet on the boat? And I kind of like the explanation in a way. Yeah, for they, those they, who don't know, uh, Batman and, and Catwoman, they've been arguing where they've met. It's like kind of like a joke at this point. Uh, Batman yeah. thinks, hey, we met on a boat. And Catwoman says, no, we met on a street. It's interesting because the first appearance of Batman and Catwoman meeting together, like in real life... The amount on a boat, but in, in, in Batman number one in nineteen thirty nine or forty, yeah. yeah, they met on the boat. But in Batman Year One in nineteen eighty six, which is canon, they met on the street. So the explanation in this issue that they end up coming to is: when I met you on the street, I was Bruce, you were Selina. But when I met you on the boat, I was Batman, you were Catwoman. We are who we truly were. So we technically met on both. And while they're saying that, like they're on a beach, and they finally come to an agreement, like. We met on the beach. So it's actually a really nice moment. I like that moment a lot, I, I think that's the best way for King to do it without picking sides. So I, I think he handled that really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, one, one thing I just want to nitpick on, they stop a store robbery. Tom King must be like, how do you do, fellow young people? Because he has the store clerk go, uh, Batman and Catwoman are behind you. And the robber's like, what, what are you, dumb? You think I'm dumb? And she's like, brah, no joke. <laughs> and he had the bartender last issue like, brah. So, uh, yeah, kind of odd. But anyway, <laughs> um, Batman and Catwoman are making their way back to Gotham because it's time for Bane to get his ass kicked, which is nice to see them working together again. Not the biggest Catwoman fan, but I like it. Uh, the Clayman art is perfection in this issue, uh, specifically the, spe- the seed blah, blah, scene on the uh, jet skis pulling up to the yacht. Uh, yeah, so the pretty. water. Oh. Yeah, it's, just, it's so pretty. Like So much work goes in that. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bat and Cat are taking down uh, what is this lady's name again? Oh, uh, Magpie. Magpie. Uh, and they want her to send a message to Bane that he's Batman, I'm Catwoman, and we, you know, we're the message. We're coming for you, Bane. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much the issue. So they're, you know, Bat and Cat Strike Back is up next. So Empire Strikes Back. Bat and Cat they're Strike returning back. to Gotham. Little did they know that Alfred's dead. And Damien possibly is, dead. We don't know. Yeah, well, we kind of know. <laughs> I, I, so I still feel like it's a mislead, but you know. I hope so. Uh, what do you think of this issue? I liked it. I think I liked the last one a little bit better, but I okay. give it like a eight point five. The training sequence was a little weird, but yeah, it threw me off. That, <laughs> um, it, it was cool. I give it like a seven point five eight. I, I enjoyed the issue. Last Clayman on the regular Batman title, and now he'll be working on the twelve issues of Batcat. So oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, when I met Clayman at the con, he was saying that he was. I mean, that was like over a month ago. He said that he was already working on Batcat, and he loves the way they work. He said it's like his best Batman and Catwoman work. So. I'm so Ooh, excited to see that. I'm very excited. Because he's already done so much great work on Batman and Catwoman. He so. has. Yeah, so goodbye, Clay uh, Man. We'll see you in a few months. Yeah. Kind of intro 23, you want to do J.J. Abrams? Yeah. So uh, J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams. Henry Abrams is his son, I believe. Who is he our age or is he younger? I think he's our age. I think he's like 21. Okay. So he's around me and Hunter's age, and he gets to write a comic. Lucky him. Um, now... I was under the impression that this was going to be a canon Spider-Man comic because it was set up in the 
issue twenty five with the uh, with the villain who gets like the creepy crawlies out of his hands. I can't remember his name. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was under the impression this is canon, but the first issue really throws a monkey wrench in that because uh, Mary Jane dies <laughs> in like page so, four. Yeah, so Spider-Man is facing off against the villain and really getting his ass kicked, but he wants Mary Jane to get out of there. And Mary Jane gets stabbed through the stomach with, like, a claw. Robot And is thrown off a bridge, Gwen Stacy style. Wow, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Peter has seen two loves of his life get thrown off a bridge. Anyway, uh, there's a child at Mary Jane's funeral with red hair, and it's implied that, well, he's the son. So uh, 12 years later, he's kind of grown up. He's a teenager now, and uh, he's... Kind of an outcast at school. Uh, he he beats up the bully that was picking on a nerd, but gets in trouble for it. And apparently, he this happens all the time. Like I think they said it's the fourth time this week, and it's only Tuesday. So yeah. Anyway, Peter Parker comes in looking like a dad bod with a beard. Crazy. <laughs> and only one hand. Yeah, yeah. He's got a hook hand. His right is hand is a hook hand. Kind of creepy. <laughs> Actually, his beard looks a lot like yours, Hunter. Thank you. <laughs> I'm proud. <laughs> anyway, uh, Peter is mad at his son that he's being suspended, and they kind of go back and forth, and it all comes back to like Peter not being there. Peter's kind of a deadbeat dad, and a lot of people are mad online about this, but in all honesty, it makes sense. I mean, this is a Peter who lost Gwen Stacy, who lost Uncle Ben, and now he's lost the one thing that was stable in his life, Mary Jane. So... Him trying to be, you know, a dad to the one thing that reminds him of Mary Jane is tough. So, uh, yeah, I guess so. his son, his son Ben, lives with Aunt May, and uh, he's kind of has powers developing, but not fully. Like he's got the strength, and at one point he sticks to the wall. So the ceiling, but yeah, yeah, ceiling rather. Uh, he flirts with a girl with blue hair. I, I, I guess they're setting her up. Maybe she'll end up being a love interest. She had green paint on her. I didn't necessarily get that. Yeah, they didn't explain. She had green paint, and he kept kind of teasing me, like, you know where I can get some green paint? Yeah. But uh, the villain who killed Mary Jane uh, is... He has something in a tube. Uh, a woman in a tube. Yeah. I don't know uh, if that's supposed to be Mary Jane's body. I think it's Mr. Freeze's wife. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like that, actually. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so I, that's not much too, but he's he, it's like a lot like mr freeze like he's like we got to continue to search but we'll never give up will we you and yeah. i so maybe it's his wife who knows uh peter calls aunt may and he's like listen i need you to take care of him i gotta go and uh and she's like you gotta be there for your son like you were going through the same stuff when you were a kid and uh peter just like please may i really need you to take care of this like you have more power uh sorry uh like you're you're the best with this because you took care of me. So uh, he has a nightmare, Ben, that uh, Mary Jane covered in blood. Actually, kind of creepy. And uh, then when he wakes up, he's sticking to the ceiling. And Aunt May tells him, "Why don't you go upstairs to the attic? I want you to see something." So he's looking through a box and he sees pictures of Peter and Mary Jane's wedding and pictures of him as a kid with Mary Jane and uh, Peter Parker's press pass and some letters that Mary Jane sent to Peter. And uh, it ends with him finding the spider suit, which is all torn up. So, my dad's yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely a weird first issue, and not something I expected. Yeah, I didn't expect that at like all. When Mary Jane died on the third page, I was like, "What? What kind of dream sequence are we in?" I don't yeah. know how this is gonna connect to main canon or connect to the creepy crawly guy, but probably just multiverse stuff. Honestly, like you can't have Mary Jane die like that, unless they end up like time traveling by the end of this and erasing it. Oh god, they are. <laughs> kind, kind of my guess of where it's gonna go. Like, yeah, they want to keep the cannon. Ben, ben is gonna time travel at some point and stop Mary Jane from dying and in the process erase himself. I guess. Yeah. It'll fix Peter's life. It'll fix Mary Jane's life. But Ben will never exist. I, that's that's my guess. What a sacrifice! Haven't seen that before. <laughs> I've seen theories online that they think Ben is the creepy crawly guy grown up. You know the guy with like the hood and oh. the, the, I I really can't remember his name, but I'm yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, the guy wearing the hood that with like the weird legs. Yeah, they've been setting up in Nick Spencer Spider-Man, but yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. I'll keep reading because it's only four issues, but not the strongest first issue. Oh, it's only four. Yeah, it's only four issues. Oh, okay, then I'll keep reading. I was gonna drop it. <laughs> I thought it was six. No, it's only four. It's it's really quick. So okay. 
I'll keep reading for that. If I don't like it after I finish, I'll just sell it on eBay after. No, <laughs> just store it in a box for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what do you rate it? I give it like a five, maybe a four. I was bored reading it. Yeah, yeah, I'm at like five. I mean, there's shock value to it, I guess. Seeing Mary Jane die was crazy, but it's kind of just like, eh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Superman number fifteen. Yeah, uh, in my hand. The death of a major character is coming. Beware, JD does not get his wish. Mary Jane. <laughs> Mary, well, Mary Jane died this week, but yes. Do you remember when we first started the podcast and we used to have a death of the week segment? Yeah, we should do that again. <laughs> well, we anyway, can't now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Superman uh, is with Adam Strange. Adam Strange is here to ask about like what's been happening the last few days and. He explains what's going on with the Legion of Superheroes. So the Legion of Superheroes came to see when the Legion, I mean, the, not the Legion, the Unity of Planets, the like the UN, but for planets, uh, started to uh, happen. They went to the exact moment it happened. They meant cool. to go four minutes after it happened, four but they went before. to the exact moment it happened, so they actually interrupted it. But uh, John is able to come up with the name like, well, let's make this the United Planets, and uh, they call it Unity Day, and uh, all the planets agree. Because they asked the Legion of Superheroes, like, this still works all that time later in the 31st century? And they're like, yes. So. They're like, oh, okay. This coming. is a good idea. <laughs> the, the page where John says Unity Day is beautiful. Yeah. I haven't read like, the man with art. I mean, he has a lot of good pages in this book, but this one just really stands out he, to me. Yeah, everyone kind of throws their fists up and cheer as John yells, Unity yeah. Day! Yeah. So uh, they ask John, will you join the Legion of Superheroes? And, uh,. John's like, uh, I don't know. Can I think about it? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And uh, so he's going to think about it. And uh, then Zod comes up to Superman. And uh, Zod asks, where's that monster? And Superman's like, Rogel, Zar, we have him in, you know, locked up. And Zod's like, no, I, I meant your father, Jorah. Where is he? <laughs> to which Bruce and Kara get like a... Uh, Bruce, oh! Clark, he looks a lot like Bruce Wayne there. Clark and Kara get uh, a face like, hmm. Uh, anyway, he asks... Uh, Adam Strange explains that uh, your father has been sentenced for his crimes against the galaxy, but he's not under arrest. They fully sentenced him. So they sent him back in the time stream to Krypton moments before it exploded. Adam Strange wasn't there when it was uh, Adam Strange wasn't there when it was decided, but it's already done. And they show Jor-El's death. Jor-El gets sent back to Krypton beautiful moments page. before it ex- beautiful. Honestly, probably my favorite page of the entire issue, and I love the dialogue here too. Jor-El and Lara are kissing, the younger version of themselves, right as Krypton's about to explode because they want to be together for these last two moments. And Jor- old Jor-El is next to them, and, he, said, and he, he says, he does it. He brings the universe together. And then he puts his head down as young Jor-El is surprised, and he said, he does it. And Krypton explodes. Uh, so, Mr. Oz, rest in peace, 2016 oh. to, 28, to 2019. <laughs> I don't like how he's dead. But I think that's a beautiful that page. That was a great ending. That was a beautiful page. However, why why did she kill where him? Was, where was his story going to go? Th- exactly. They, what was the point of bringing him back? Because of Mr. Oz. They wanted him to be Mr. Was, Oz. He but was then used they... to age up John, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> uh, I wanted him to meet Zod. I wanted Thomas Wayne and him to work together for something, like Flashpoint Batman and him. And maybe at the end of uh, City of Bane, Flashpoint Batman goes back to his universe. Maybe his universe gets restored. Goes back, and Jor-El goes with him. That actually would have been a pretty cool ending. Bam! And they formed the Old Man Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) Henry Allen and the Flash. Yeah! That'd be awesome! But but I do think this was a good ending. Just because, other than that, I really don't see an ending for Jor-El. Like, there was nothing to do with him, so I understand. And I I think the way that they did the death was beautiful. It was probably the best death I've seen in a comic. In a while, yeah. Usually deaths are just like, brutal they're quick or they get shot in the head and lose their memories or yeah <laughs> but this was like a really beautiful death yeah i like how you made a little rick grayson sly <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> uh anyway uh superman and zod are talking back uh a few days ago and uh superman wants to know what's happening with the house of zod and zod says that he wants you know to continue with new krypton and have it as an outpost and uh, there'll be reparations for what happened to Krypton back then. So uh, they kind of agree. And I love the like the shot of the family standing next to each other. Zod's family wearing all black, and Superman, Kara, John, and Crypto, you know, wearing the blue and red, looking hopeful. And uh, they want to learn from past mistakes. Zod says, and uh, 
Superman's trust is with Zod as long as he doesn't abuse it in the name of Krypton. And Zod says, thank you. And uh, Clark, one of my favorite lines says, let's both do better than our fathers. So that was a good one. Then we see John and Zod's kid like, can we go home, please? (laughs) They're around the the same age. (laughs) A little little bit of a stupid line, but yeah, it was cool. And then uh, they start to fly back to Earth and... uh, well, not Zod on them, but the House of yeah, L. Yeah, John. Yeah, the yeah, House of L. And John is like, oh, man, I got to think about this Legion of uh, Superhero stuff. And uh, Kara's like, don't you got to ask your mom? And she's like, oh, no, I got to have a talk with Damien about this. So next issue, The Return of the Super Sons. And this is going to be, because we know from Dan Didio, this is going to be the last time we see the Super Sons in a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Dan Didio confirmed it. Like, nothing is planned for the future, so far at least. With Super Sun, so this is gonna be it for a while. So enjoy Thanks it. Obama. All right. This uh, is coming. Yeah, uh, what do you think of the issue? I didn't like it that much. Really? Okay. I like the death of Jor-El. I think it was really beautiful, but I also don't like the death of Jor-El because I didn't want him to die. Especially like no last words to Clark, no confrontation with Zod. Just basically, well, you know, I wanted a confrontation with Zod since 2016, but. Yeah, but he had so many opportunities to do it, and they're just like, eh, we're just going to kill him, and we're going to have Superman do nothing to defend because we're going to have it happen without him knowing. Yeah, I think it would have been cool, at least, if they had him have last words with Clark, where he says that he's proud of Clark, and then last words with Zod, where Zod forgives him for their whole rivalry, and then he has to, like, then he goes off to Krypton. Exactly. I would have cut one of the Legion of Superheroes pages, because I don't really, you know, they were kind of useless in this issue. I didn't really care, but... Mm. We could have, like, I think that could have been a cool, like, his goodbyes to everyone. Like, John, the trial of Jor-El. John, do good. You're meant for great things. Clark, uh, Kal-El, I'm proud of you. Zod, I forgive you. Boom, that, go. That would have been great. But, I want that so bad. But and then Clark is, like, kind of conflicted because he's upset that he lost his father. But at the same time, it was a father that he was never close to. So, could have been cool to see Clark's kind of dilemma. But, you know. No. I still liked it. I thought his death was done really well. But yeah. Yeah, I guess. It would have been cool. It could have gone in a few different ways. So, higher okay. DC Comics. We just came up with a good idea. Anyway, yep. <laughs> uh, what do you rate the issue? Uh, I give it like a 6.5. Okay, I'm at like 8, 8.5. I, I, I really enjoy this issue. The Legion of Superheroes, again, didn't really care about the cover. Bendis must love the Silver Age because all his covers look like they're straight out of the Silver Age. They definitely do, yeah. Like, like step aside, Superman. It's Superboy we need for the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> like, okay, that's they probably talk like 60s. that too, yeah. Only sixties, Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the last comic is Just League Thirty Two. We're running a little short on time, but basically, I just want to say I'm really annoyed that like. Barry and Jay, I posted about this today. Barry and Jay yeah, work so. together, and Jay's like, oh, wow, I feel like I recognize you from somewhere. And Barry's like, yeah, I feel like that too, Jay. Well, let's race. <laughs> and it's just like, you you feel like you recognize him? You saw him in the button, which is like only, what, like a year ago, year and a half ago in DC time? And you read him as a kid. Like, of course you recognize him. And it's him. established <laughs> that he just remembered that he read him as a kid, like, what, four yeah. weeks? Yeah, he's like, oh, I forgot about those childhood memories, but now I remember them. And then Scott Snyder's like, yeah, I didn't read Flash Year One, so doesn't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it because, like, Williamson said he speaks to Snyder, like, every other day, and he speaks to Tinion every day, who are the people that wrote this issue. So why is this not <sighs> so annoying? What's the takes place before? Not before the button, but before Flash Year One, maybe? Like, as far but as, like, him getting... What happened when he was a kid? Well, I mean, like, him remembering... You know, you really okay, forgot. But, but then that still doesn't explain the button. Yeah, that doesn't explain the button at all. Like, he saw Jay, and, and in the button, he's like, I feel like I should remember him. And then, like, even in early issues of Flash Rebirth, he gets, like, the vision of Jay's helmet. and Oh, yeah, like, that's right. Molly about it. Like, he knows Jay. <laughs> and this is just like, oh, let's race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just uh, it's so frustrating to me. But uh, I do like seeing overall, Alan Scott and John Stewart side by side, though. That was nice. Yeah, that no, was really nice. Howard Porter did uh, some of the art for this issue, which is great to see him back. He did JLA 97, the early issues with Grant Morrison, which is my favorite Justice League run, and uh, it was very nostalgic to see him on that. I kind of felt this issue was a little claustrophobic. There's so many small panels. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, they really had Porter working overtime here. <laughs> yeah, like, no kidding. And I feel like it's just all over the place. I think... As far as the future and past time traveling arc, they should have did a full issue just focusing on the past. Next issue, just focusing on the future. 
Yeah, the cutting back and forth got a little annoying. We're and like, yeah, this is Pearl Harbor. The next page is a giant brainiac. The next page, it's, it's we're in space. Like, it, yeah, it's everywhere. I'm still a firm believer that the team should have won as one instead of splitting up Scooby Doo style. But you know, yeah, uh, Aquaman appearing in the past. That's kind of confusing because there's like you're supposed to be dead, but like in Wonder Woman knows he's alive. Does she not tell anyone? And isn't he? And he's back in his own title. So I don't like. I guess I mean I didn't read today's issue, but I guess Kelly Sue or yesterday's issue, but Kelly Sue is gonna have her work cut out for connecting it. Did it connect yeah. in the most recent Aquaman issue or no? Uh no, it took place right after when we last left off, and okay, so then, no yeah, no time skips theory. or anything like that. Yeah, so I don't know how because he was just with the Anti Monitor, now he's in the past. So oh, in the Anti Monitor's teaming up with uh, his Justice brothers and and Justice League. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, what do you rate the issue? I give it like a seven, like. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like seven, mm-hmm. it was. I know it's moments, but yeah, it was alright. Real quick, nice I'll just. Uh, you didn't go. You didn't read *Year of the Villain* Lex Luthor, right? No, I haven't read any of the *Year of the Villains*. <laughs> They're good. They're good. Okay, well, it's basically Lex Luthor training. <laughs> he goes to uh-huh. every multiverse and kills the Lex of that place, <laughs> just to show that he's the, very the superior. <laughs> yeah, he's showing that he's the superior one. But something important happened. That's going to be important for Justice League. That I'm going to tell you real quick. Uh, in one universe, there's a child Lex Luthor, and mm-hmm. he talks to him, and he says, like, what will you offer to live? And the kid says, I don't know. What will living cost me? And so he kind of takes this kid to every universe and shows him, like, killing the other Lexes, being like, I'm superior. And the kid's like, you're superior. <laughs> it's just that like sounds little, really interesting, actually. It's though. like a 10-year-old Lex, and he's just kind of, like, teaching this kid, like, how to kill. And at the mm-hmm. end of the issue, um, he gives the kid a suit. And the kid gets all super happy. He's like, I'm Lex Luthor. And Lex is like, yes, you're Lex Luthor. And he flies around all happy. And he's like the happiest kid ever. And you get the shot of him and regular Lex like flying through the sky together. And the very last page, he's asleep in a pod with that flower thing on his chest that makes you makes you dream. You know, from the animated series. Uh-huh. And he's in this pod. And it shows Lex like looking at him. Then he walks away. And on the pod says, Luthor, Lex human dna backup oh geez so he might not be a martian for much longer i mean he's good because they have to catch up to doomsday clock at some point where he's back to being a human i prefer human lex but he has a backup human dna of a child version of him from earth uh 32 or 38 38 yeah 38 wow that was a pretty good issue yeah, it was. Aquaman was also good. I won't go over it, but it was good. We got a lot of Aqualad moments. We got a D&D reference, which I liked. And uh, when you read it, look at the shadow on the last page. That's all I'll say. D&D is in Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah. <laughs> which Aqu- we recently found out Joe Maginello plays. Whatever. I haven't I've known that for a long time. But, uh, yeah. I just saw you post about it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aqualad plays. So he talked about it in this. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's our that's our show. Yeah, that's the show. Uh, so, rest in peace, Jor-El. Rest in peace, Mary Jane? Question mark. Uh, yeah, we both deserve better. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, if you like this episode, we appreciate a five star review. It does help with the rankings. We're ranked in countries like Guatemala and Argentina, not the United States. But you know, we'll get there. Uh, not Canada, as far as I know, either. But you know, I get an email every week, so your review helps. Anyway, for Hero Story, I'm JD. And I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Drake!